Welcome to Tender Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. And we are in Sunday school. We are getting ready to go over the Sunday school lesson for this coming up Sunday. So today, the Sunday school lesson starts out in John 4, 25 through 42. And it's called call to evangelize that's where we at today the call to evangelize and Jesus is talking to the woman at the well but it catches her at the end so we're gonna get into it and we're gonna be discussing in the in the Sunday school lesson we're going to be discussing in the Sunday school lesson um, what Jesus is trying to get over to the people now, it says in 25, The woman said unto him, I know the Messiah's coming, which is called Christ. When he's come, he will tell us all things. Jesus says to her, I, I that speak unto thee, am he. Now, we're going to be going back and forth because I read in the ESV as well. So we're going to be going back and forth from KJV to ESV. Alright? So in the um, ESV it says, the woman says to him in 25, I know that the Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ, when he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus says to her, I who speak to you am he. Can you imagine being um, talking to the Messiah about the coming of the Messiah to the Messiah? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. You're telling the Messiah about the coming of himself. <laughs> Right. And he tell you, yeah, I know. Um, that's me. Mm. That's why I'm here. <laughs> right. Had to be mind-blowing. 27 says, And upon this came his disciples, and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or, why talkest thou with her? They looking at Jesus as he's talking to this woman and they like, they ain't saying nothing, but they want to. Mm -hmm. You know? We can't speak ill of Jesus, but, you know. <laughs> you know how you just give people the side eye, you just kind of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know how people do that. Yeah. So it's like trying to figure out what Jesus is doing with this woman. 28 says, The woman then left her water pot and went, and went her way into the city and says to the men, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? 
So this woman, she goes in and she goes and tell him, tells these people, all these men. She mm -hmm. just told the men. Mm -hmm. This man just told me everything about myself. Right. Now, what you get from this is, especially when you read above it, when you read above it, Jesus just asked her about her husband, and she tells him that she didn't have a husband. Mm -hmm. So Jesus goes on to tell her, you're right, you know, you've had five husbands, right. and the one you're with now is not your husband. Mm-hmm. But that's all that's said in scripture. But she goes back and tells these men. Mm -hmm. This man told me all about my life. So how did she get that from all her life? Mm. See, Jesus talks to your heart. Right. He got to the heart of her issue. Right? Mm -hmm. So, all the private things Jesus brought out. Right. And she understood what he's talking about. It's just like when you prophesy to somebody. You can talk to them in a roundabout way when you look at them. And when you tell them a few things about their life without getting into a lot of detail, but you can ask them, you know, you understand what I'm talking about? And they'll say, yeah, they know exactly what you're talking about. Right? Right. We don't have to get into the ins and outs of everything. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm. You know exactly. Mm -hmm. Same case here. 28 says, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and says to the men, come see a man which told me all these things that I've ever did. Is this not the Christ? Now they say, she was, and she's mind blown because she's like, he told me everything about myself. That's what the Christ supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Is he not him? Thirty says, Then they went out to the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said to them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Hmm. Jesus said, I got I got some <laughs> I got some good I got some meat that you you just ain't. You can't, you can't even swallow right now. All right. <laughs> Can you imagine sitting down talking to Jesus? And having the Holy Spirit like we do now. Mm -hmm. And understanding every word that he says. I, I couldn't even... I mean, that is a conversation you just could not walk away from. All right. Thirty-two says, I mean, thirty-three says. Therefore, says the disciples, 
one to another, Hath any man brought him out to eat? See, I, Jesus says, I got, you know, I got some food that you can't even. And they, and they just look around. Anybody got something for him to eat? <laughs> hmm. They don't know what he's talking about. They don't understand him. They know he hasn't ate anything, so they look for him some food. Disciples always mean well. Mm -hmm. They love Jesus. They just didn't understand him. Right. Right. You know, we have people like that in our own lives. We love them, but we don't understand them. Especially by us being in Christ and they are in the world. Mm -hmm. When you have something that's in the world and you just, you know, I don't know why they act like that. You don't understand them no more. Because you used to be that, but you're not that anymore. And you don't understand why they can't see who they are. Yeah. But see, understanding that gives you a glimpse of how Jesus was with the disciples. He understood that they didn't understand what he was talking about because he knew that the Holy Spirit was not in them. But yet he had to keep going with them even though they didn't understand. Hmm. He knew that they didn't understand, but yet he had to keep going with them. Right? Fourteen says, Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. He's like, why are y'all over here talking about food? I'm doing the work of God. That's the meat. <laughs> Thirty-five says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. Jesus is explaining to them about looking at this field. Now, in, we won't read it out of the ESV 35, it says, Do you not say there are yet four months, then comes the harvest? He says, Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Jesus is explaining to them, you know, since we're talking about food, let's talk about it. He's like, look over in the field. It's white for harvest. Jesus is talking about how it's plenty of people to bring to Christ. Right. And they're ready to be harvested. Mm -hmm. You see? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we hesitate to go speak to different people. We're scared to go evangelize to different folks but God has already made them ready to hear the word that you have to say right, right? Mm -hmm. they're ready to be harvested 
36 says, And he that reapeth receives wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Now the sower and the reaper. You sow the seed, reap the harvest, right? If you don't plant a seed in somebody, how are you going to get any results? Mm -hmm. That's right. Right? right? We can't get any results off of anybody if we don't plant a seed. Right. And this is our call. Jesus put us here to plant seeds. And he says, and both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. 37 said, and herein is that saying true. One soweth and one reapeth. 38, I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored. And ye are not entered into their labor. Ye are entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of the city believed on him. For saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that I ever did. So they listened to Jesus talk and they put in two and two together. They listened to what he's saying, plus what the lady had told them, and they start believing. Right? Right. For he said, so when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And they was listening to Jesus and they say, you know what? I think you can stick around a little while. <laughs> Jesus stayed with them two days. Can you imagine having two days of Jesus to yourself? <laughs> wow. Not a couple of hours, not a sit down, two whole days. Wow. You know, you can look at the disciples. They had them every day. But the difference is these people believed who he was. The disciples had an idea. Mm -hmm. But these people actually believed him to be who he said he was. Mm -hmm. So, a lifetime with Jesus is nothing compared to the two days with the Messiah. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Because you have Jesus all day, every day, but you don't understand him and you don't get it. And you don't truly believe. So having him every day doesn't mean as much as understanding who he is what he is mm -hmm. for just two days. 
so would you say not I hate to use the word greater but I can't think of another word but would you say they were greater than the disciples at this point because they believed yeah because Jesus yeah and the disciples weren't quite there yet right and see I know what you mean by greater I hate to use that word I don't mean that word yeah that's but what I got right now the thing is they were able to get more out of what Jesus says mm -hmm. than the disciples yeah. because they believed who he was. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because the disciples were still being convinced. Yeah. The disciples are still trying to believe. Mm -hmm. They're still in the process of believing. Converting. Yeah. These people believed. That's funny because it kind of reminds me of people in church. Because you have people that go to church their whole lives, 40, 50, 60 years, 20 years, whatever, and have and talk about Jesus all day. Yeah. And then still don't do anything. Yeah. Don't bring in a harvest. Mm -hmm. Don't plant a seed. Looking out for themselves. Right. But then you have people that come in that just receive Christ and believe on Him instantly just because they believe. Just because just they because believe. They believe. Right. And you and you get that. It's kind of sad. And I say the years because we don't know how how many years you know it was or whatever, right? Right. I mean, we don't know how long they were walking. Right. But. Walking with Jesus, I'm saying, but about three years. About three years. Uh huh. Okay, so guesstimation of three years, but even in that time, they weren't truly believers no. until after he left. Yeah. So yeah, and it's people like that in the church today. And 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 it's so true. Like you have people that can go their whole life going to church and still don't truly believe in Christ. So that means you can not be saved. Right. Because you don't believe in Christ. You believe in church. Yeah. You believe in going to service. You believe in the choir. You believe in the routine of being church. in church. But not necessarily the truth about knowing God. Yeah. And knowing who Christ is. And who you are in Christ. Yeah. And knowing who you are in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, that's... That's the difference between these Samaritans and the disciples at this point. It goes on to say, 41 says, And many more believed believed because of his own word. And see, more people believe. See, they started out believing because they heard the woman, and then they hear him speaking, and they're like, okay, she's telling the truth. Mm -hmm. But then as Jesus kept speaking, more came. And they was just believing, just hearing him speak. Right. See, when Jesus brings crowds of people, that doesn't necessarily mean they all believe. But in this case, they did. Because yeah. yeah. there's a lot of people that follow Jesus around, but they didn't truly believe. And Jesus would point it out to them. 
42 says, And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. They heard him for themselves. He said, "Now we don't we don't just believe what you said, but we now truly believe because we heard him speak for himself." This is something the disciples at this point couldn't do. <laughs> you see what I mean? Right. It also shows you how <laughs> Jesus is God in the flesh, especially in 41, when he says, and many more believe because of his own word. Right. That's awesome. The word that Jesus was speaking to them, they was just, okay. Yeah. We get it. All right, so let's go through the 10 statements. And the 10 statements starts out. One of them says, everyone has the right to know who Jesus is, regardless of sex or race. Everybody has the right. There is no one person that you can just say, no, you can't come to Christ. Right. Everybody can come to Christ. That's right. Man, woman, no matter what race, no matter whatever. Right. Everybody can come to Christ. Right? Right. Two says, rebirth through God's Spirit is an active experience. We are reborn to serve. Rebirth through God's Spirit mm -hmm. is an active experience. So being reborn again, mm -hmm. it's an action. You have to do something. You don't just get reborn and then I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Now you have to do something. You have to go out. You have to evangelize. You have to bring people to Christ. You know, whether you bring them um, through the Word of God or through your everyday actions mm -hmm. as a believer. Right. Three says, the gospel attracts those who are prepared by the Holy Spirit. God prepares people's hearts to hear his word. Mm -hmm. It's our job to give that word. You know? So this is how the Holy Spirit connects. Because the Holy Spirit in the speaker is connecting to the Holy Spirit that is in the listener. Mm -hmm. It's the same spirit. So they connect. That's why you have to move yourself out the way so God can work. Right. You have to move yourself out the way as the speaker, and you have to move yourself as the way, out the way so you can listen, have that ear to hear. Right. right? For it says, satisfying spiritual thirst and hunger is essential to growing spiritually. Satisfying spiritual thirst and hunger is essential to growing spiritually. Mm -hmm. Your spiritual hunger and your spiritual thirst, um, that is going to make you want more and more 
spiritual food. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And this is where your Sunday schools come in at. This is where your Bible studies come in at. You're studying on your own time. And your prayer life. Mm -hmm. And your praise life. Right. You know, all of those things make up your thirst and hunger for Christ, for the spiritualness that you need. Right. Five says, like Jesus, our food is to do God's will and finish it. So, we never run out of things to do until we pass away. <laughs> when, as long as you're living on the earth, you have a chance to bring somebody to Christ. So true. Six, testimony is a powerful witness tool. Anything that you have been through in your lifetime and you came out of it becomes a testimony for someone else. It's a testimony to you coming out, but it's also a testimony to, to somebody else so they can Rejoice in that too, because a lot of people learn from the things that we've been through. Yeah. You know? A lot of people learn from the things that we've been through. So don't be scared to use your testimony. It's a good thing. That's right. Don't be ashamed of what happened to you. Right. Because it's what made you stronger, it's what brought you here. That's right. To this point. Seven says, we all need food and water to survive. We need water or you'll die of thirst. Right. <laughs> and we need food, you'll die from hunger. Right. But either way, we both need the spiritual food and the natural food to survive. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Eight says, there is no place in God's harvest for lazy people. <laughs> no. There's no place in God's harvest for lazy people. No. Some people, I think that one speaks for itself. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, you can't bring people to Christ being lazy. Right. You just can't. Yeah. Nine says, help reap the field that are ripe for harvest. Go to the places that people are, are, are looking for Christ. It says, go to the places. Right. You know, a lot of times we try to, we try to bring people to Christ that we, that's just not coming. <laughs> And we waste our time. True. Jesus told us, you know, if if they don't want you, you know, kick the dust off your feet and keep it moving. That's it. Stop wasting your time with people that don't want to hear you. That's it. God said, because at the end of the day, it's not that they don't want to hear you. They just don't want to hear me. No. And that's between them and God. That's right. Ten says, although one person may sow, another may reap. We all are laborers together for the Lord. 
We are all supposed to work together in bringing people to Christ. We are all supposed to work together in Christ. That's right. Right? We can't forget. Um, we can't forget helping one another. Right. You know, we can't just bring people to Christ and it just be all on us. We have to help each other. Right? That's right. Nobody can do this alone. And that is the lesson for today. Today's lesson, Call to Evangelize, coming out of John 4, 25-42. I hope you got a lot out of the lesson today. And if you would want one of these lessons, we can um, email these one of these lessons to you at t-o-m-m-i-n-c at yahoo.com. And once we... Um, once you email us, you tell us that you want one, you will get one every week. We will send you one every week. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the Sunday School lesson today. We thank you for the word that went forth. We thank you for understanding that we are to help one another and not hinder one another. Father, we just thank you. We praise your name. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say amen. Stay blessed and faithful.